Remain standing as we bring to the pulpit our speaker this morning, Brother Matthew Johnson is the General Youth Secretary of the, for the United Pentecostal Church International. He gave us such a challenging word Wednesday evening. I was blessed by it. I know all who are here were also. He met with our college and career age students. We had a chat with Matt on Friday night that was just such depth. He covered such a wide array of topics, and yet there was such a wonderful atmosphere in that uh, discussion time. And then we had our Boost Student Ministry night last night, and when he just shared the, the word and the thought that God had, had for him to, to share, there was such a wonderful time of prayer afterwards as it grew in small groups, as the entire group as well. So we have been blessed already by Brother Johnson's ministry here at First Pentecostal Church. And I know that God has more in store through the preaching of the word this morning and this evening as well. Hallelujah. So would you join with me in welcoming to the pulpit at this time, Brother Matthew Johnson, great minister and dear friend of ours. Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus right now. amazing grace. I didn't deserve to be here today. I'm like a spoiled kid in the sanctuary of God. How many is feeling blessed right now? I said, how many is feeling blessed right now? Praise God. Praise the Lord. I feel the presence of God here so strong. There's no secret that this is a very special place to me your kindness to me every time that I've been here, and thank you very much. I think you have amazing students that you should be very Amen. proud of. Amen. How many believe in these students? And as I said Wednesday night, although this is a kind of a youth revival, everyone's a young person this morning. Come on, Grandma, just shout for the Lord right now. Come on. Yeah. We're all young people this morning. I was sitting over here, and I have been praying about this message, and I feel like there's someone here this morning who you're here, but you're really going through it right now. And you asked God this question just a few moments ago. It's almost like I could hear it. God, I'm here, but how much more can I take? There's going to be miracles that are going to happen in just a few moments. I need someone's faith to rise right now. Because there are miracles in the house of God today. Not because this leadership team is here. Not because we have certain talents or abilities. Can I remind you, we cannot do anything on our own. I couldn't even get up this morning without Almighty God. I couldn't even grab my cup of coffee this morning without the grace and mercy of Almighty God. But I'm here. The devil told someone, you just need to stay home in bed. It's too cold. It's like a blizzard out there. 
But I got out of bed and I said, I'm going to the house of God. And because of that, a miracle is going to take place. Exodus chapter 14, while you turn there, thank you to this wonderful ministry team. Treated me so well. If you continue playing through my scriptures, that'd be great. Thank you so much for your kind hospitality. They gave me this hospitality bag when I arrived, and I thought, am I staying for the next three months, or what's the plans here? Uh, thank you, Sister Fobert, for that wonderful bag. And, and this youth group knows that I love fresh orange juice. And I've gotten several, uh, I got a gallon, thank you Stephen, and then uh, it's in the fridge, I'm just working on it. I got some more last night, I mean I might just leave here looking like an orange, I mean it's, I saw one last, I saw an orange last night, I thought it was a grapefruit. I mean our oranges in Missouri look like lemons, I mean, so uh, just enjoying it, thank you so much. Exodus 14, verse 10. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. You'd be, you'd be afraid too. Come on, don't be super spiritual. You'd be afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. Remember, they cried out. They said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt us with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. In other words, they were saying, Man, it's looking good back there right now. Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. Fear ye not. Stand still. Wait a second. Wait a second. You want me to stand still and I got to take care. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord which he will show you today for the Egyptians who you see this day, who's coming after you, and they're looking angry, and they're saying they're going to kill you. You're not going to see them again. That problem that's looking at you in the eye, you're not going to see it again. The Lord shall fight for you. And you're going to hold your peace. I haven't even started preaching. And I'm already feeling it. <laughs> and the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they shall go forward. But lift thou up thy rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. I realize you're not running from Pharaoh today. I understand you're not standing by the Red Sea. But I do believe there's someone here. The Red Sea's in front of you. The army's behind you. You feel like all is lost. You feel like you're surrounded by troubles. You're asking the question, where are you, God? The enemy's told you that you are defeated. You're going down. 
But I'm here to remind someone that God is still with you. And you're going to make it through. And you need to hold on this morning because you're on the brink of a blessing. I want you to put your Bibles down, lift your hands up to heaven. Almighty God. I, I, want, I need someone to believe for a miracle today for your situation. I need someone to get desperate before God. In the name of Jesus right now, God, we need you in this place. There's nothing we can do on our own. We need your power to sweep through this congregation. We need you, God, to do that miracle in the life, that one who's come this morning looking for an answer. Would you take care of it? We look to you, almighty God, for our answers, not within ourselves. And we thank you for it. Come on, can someone clap to the Lord right now? Come on, someone clap to the Lord if you believe it. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're on the brink of a blessing. And you may be seated. I mean, no, sometimes we have good days and sometimes we have bad days. Come on, someone amen in the house? Just a few months ago that a man in Michigan had a very bad day. I'm not picking on people from Michigan, so the faux bears, it's all right. I was reading this story. It was about this man who was driving down the road and realized that he was uh, out of gas, so he pulled into a gas station. And he went to take off the uh, gas cap, and there it was. A big, hairy spider. Now, now is there anyone like frightened of spiders I mean like if you see it you just start shouting and, and it's not a joyous shout uh, I mean maybe we should just get spiders here so we can get shouting in the house of God today I mean just all over the place you, you, you'd be running the aisles yeah I promise you that you'd be running the aisles this man was deathly afraid of spiders now in this situation what would you do well I'm glad you asked this is what I would do. Spiders on the gas cap. I'm there. I would go get a paper towel, three or four maybe. I would go after it, and I would kill it. I'd go over the trash can and say, go to heaven. <laughs> About ready to see Jesus. Well, problem was, this guy didn't want to touch it. The other thing he was thinking is, I want this spider to die slowly. Now we have a picture of a spider. I think on the next slide there we have, there it is right there. I just, I just wanted to bless you. Um, that sister right over there, she's like, I don't know how I can handle this right now. Just close your eyes, sister. It's all right. You're going to make it through. So he said, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, burn this spider slowly. So then he had this bright idea. Could I burn this thing? Well, let me think about this. I have this lighter in my pocket. And there he is, and he decided to give me a bad day. So in this next picture, you can see exactly what happened as he went over to burn the spider. And thank the Lord he's still alive today. But hey, just forgive him. He was from Michigan. It's all right. Let's hear it for the guy who had the bad day. 
Now, in our scripture reading today, the children of Israel weren't dealing with spiders, but they were dealing with an enemy. Behind them was Pharaoh's army. Ahead of them was the Red Sea. It was a place of no return. It was utter destruction. It was the grand finale, the last hurrah. But before I tell you any more, let's go back a few days and, and talk about the story. Just a few days earlier, these same children of Israel had been delivered from Pharaoh. It was celebration day. They had been delivered from slavery. They had been delivered from beatings. They had been delivered from brick making. They had been delivered from harassment. Historians tell us that they had been slaves for over 400 years. So imagine this. Dad had been a slave. Grandpa had been a slave. Great-grandpa had been a slave. Great-great-great-grandpa. You get the idea. Everyone has been a slave. So what do you do when you're growing up? What do you do when you grow up? Well, I think I'm going to be a slave. <laughs> Go to school and be certified. Board-certified slave. Yeah. What a future to look forward to. But finally, the people of God said, enough is enough, and they cried unto God. You know, if you never ask God for anything, you're not going to get anything. If you need a healing in your body today, don't you think it's time to cry out? There's something about the cry of God's people. Now, it even gets better than this as the the children of Israel were then free. But even beyond that, they said as they left, they borrowed a few items. Now, do you have a billfold? Is there any money in it? Do you have a billfold? Yeah, I'll take it. You know what I'm coming for. Okay, thank you. I'm just going to borrow it, all right? Okay, I'm just going to borrow it. I'm not going to ask any young people for theirs. <laughs> nothing there I mean come on so if I borrow these what does that mean after church you're going to get it back but I want to be biblical today the Bible said they borrowed a few things what did it mean they took whatever they wanted from the enemy on their way out so God not only gave them freedom but they got the MasterCard and the Discover card and the cash on the way out. When God does it, he does it right every single time. Uh, and I can promise you, when it came to church that Sunday, everyone was feeling it in the spirit. I mean, everyone was rocking in the house of God. We are free. Oh, yeah. People who couldn't even sing like me were singing. Yeah, hallelujah. I mean, I'm feeling good in the house of God. Someone didn't have to get up and say, would you please worship God? Please, please, please. No cheerleaders. Why? Because when you are free, you don't have to be pumped up. All I got to do is think where he brought me from. Some of y'all had some addictions, but you brought you here. He brought you in the house of God. That's why I jump and shout and thank Almighty God. 
Has anyone been healed in your body before? When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, when I think that I have a job to go to, when I think he's come on somebody, when I think of what he's done, that's why I rejoice. Yeah, they didn't have to bump him up, but then all of a sudden they, they heard this noise. And uh, they weren't sure exactly what it was. Maybe it was some more other people coming. Maybe it was the nearby ranchers. But then they realized it was the sound of Pharaoh's army. Now, that's a good way to get the organ player to stop. That's a good way to turn the praise up. Isn't it amazing when uh, things happen in our life, all of a sudden we come to church and it's like, move me, pastor. I've had a bad week, and I want the whole world to know about it. Because if I look real serious and angry, it's going to help me. It's going to make me feel better. Because if the enemy can get your praise to come off of you, I'm preaching to someone right now. You felt like coming this morning and just sitting through the service, and be, I just can't wait till it's over because I'm going to get something good to eat. I'm going to get some good Cuban food at lunch and maybe a little Cuban coffee. Uh, yeah, I'm getting hungry right now. Hurry up, preacher. But let me tell you, there's something in the house of God for you right now. It doesn't matter your circumstance right now. He's still worthy of the highest praise. It doesn't matter what you're going through. He's still God. He still has all power. I don't want my praise to be based on what I'm going through, how I'm feeling today. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It may be the coldest day in Florida for you, but you know what? This is the day that the Lord hath made. And I'm going to rejoice. Come on, let's clap to the Lord right now. Let me remind you, if the enemy can get your eyes on your problem instead of Almighty God. He's got you. If he can take your joy and steal your joy, and you're sitting there and watching this army coming and you have no joy, let me remind you, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So if you begin to look at that problem long enough and you have no joy, how do you think you're going to be a witness to this world? You have no strength. Isn't it amazing what they did next? They begin to think back to the good old days of what it was like to be a slave. Back when I was a slave, it used to be so good. Wait just a second. You were delivered from all that. And why are you looking back? Your worst day in this church is better than your best day in this world. Why would you want to put those chains back on yourself ever again? I may be down today, but I'm glad to be free. And God is going to get me through. I'm not going to look back today. I'm going to trust in Almighty God. Come on, someone clap to him right now. So I've come to encourage someone right now. You're not going to be destroyed. You're not going down. You're at the edge of the water right now, and you're asking some questions. You can feel the water lapping at your feet. 
you can hear the yelling of the army behind you. You can see the anger in their eyes. But let me remind you of the promise that Moses gave. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He didn't say call in the experts to figure out the problem. He didn't say get your weapons out, we're going to fight. He didn't say post your problems on Facebook so you can get some sympathy. He said stand still and let God take care of it. You're telling me I can be here today and I just stand still and let him be my heavenly father and take care of it? Why in the world are you frustrating yourself trying to figure it all out, trying to get everything just right when you can simply put it in the hands of God and he will take care of it? I still believe that he is a miracle worker. I still believe he can take care of your situation. Someone needs to be reminded of 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. May I remind you another scripture that says, But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. You are a child of Almighty God. And God loves to spoil his children. Yeah. You're here today. You look back and you say, God, what's going on in my life? Never will forget there was a time in my life where I had a very good job. I was a young entrepreneur and I was trying my very, very best. And uh, I, was, I had several offices I was managing and I was serving God with all my heart. I was a youth pastor at the church and I was paying my tithes and I was giving in the offering and I was, I was involved and I was giving my heart to youth ministry. I was doing everything that I can. And one day I got a call from the CEO of the company said, I need to meet with you. And I thought, oh, man, maybe I'm getting a raise. That'd be a good day. By the way, I shout after I get raises. Come on, somebody. Yeah, we got one carnal guy back here. Thank you so much. Lord bless you. And I was there, and she said, uh, we have a little problem we have to deal with today. I'm like, oh, okay. You want to give me a double raise? I mean, I don't know what you want to talk to me about. At the end of the meeting, she had fired me. That's a problem. I wasn't shouting. <laughs> I was, but it was a different kind of shouting. <laughs> and it all came down to me inviting someone to church. And so, you know what I did? I started feeling sorry for myself. And I started seeing Pharaoh's army coming behind me. And the Red Sea in front of me. And I was realizing I was going down. I was going to go bankrupt. I didn't have a job. I had to provide. What was I going to do? And then I began to question God. God, why do you let this happen? I was inviting someone to church. And because of that, I got terminated. I should have sued him is what I should have done. I'm just kidding. And so when we're in that situation, we feel like we're surrounded on every side. I remember I got very discouraged, and, and sometimes we have those days. That's 
but I knew where I had to go for my answer. It wasn't within myself. I had to go to Almighty God. So what I did is I, I had the key to the church. And I went to the sanctuary. And there was no one there. Try it sometime. It's actually kind of scary if, you, if you're here by yourself. I, I, are you ever the last person in the church and you're responsible for turning all the lights off? <laughs> Scariest job in the entire world. I had that job for a while. I would turn off the light and run to the door. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. No devil's going to get me. <laughs> Set the church, turned on a few lights, began to walk around the church. I went to the altar, and I began to cry out to God. And I began to tell him, I don't understand what I'm going through. I don't understand the situation. I don't deserve this. Why, God? Why? And in that moment, he spoke to me very clearly. Give it to me. What do you mean, give it to you? I have to get a job. I have to do this. I have to perform. I have a spreadsheet I got to figure out. I got bills to pay. Did you read the scripture? It said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. That doesn't mean I didn't go out and apply for jobs. No, let's just get this straight. But there's a certain point you got to leave it in the hands of God and trust him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. He said, give it to me. The bigger issue of it all was the bitterness I was feeling inside. And finally, through tears and through several hours, I came to the altar and I said, God Almighty, I give it to you. It was about a week later, I got a job, and God provided for me. It wasn't the job that I wanted. But you know what? I had given it to God. And when you give it to God, you leave it there. Right. Fast forward one year later. One year later, I was sitting in a Mexican restaurant because I like Mexican food. Right. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost right now. <laughs> Chips and salsa queso dip fajita fajita I was sitting there with my wife one year later and my server came out to give me my fajita and who was my server it was the former CEO of the company Kind of awkward, actually. Uh, thank you for that fajita. This is going to taste especially good today. <laughs> and God spoke to me and said this. When you put it in my hands, I take care of it. <laughs> Within one year, they had lost every one of their businesses. They had gone bankrupt. You don't mess around with God's people. What am I telling someone today? It's time that you put it in the hands of God and trust in him and stop trying to figure it out yourself and know that God is on your side and he's looking out for you and it 
might not happen right now, but he is going to take care of it. Once you begin to play right now, I'm preaching to someone today whose marriage is on the rocks. I'm preaching to someone who needs a healing in your body. I'm preaching to someone who has a job situation that is uncertain. I'm preaching to someone who may be depressed and have anxiety in your life. I'm preaching to someone your finances are a mess. You've got to trust in the Lord right now in this moment. You're just on the brink of the greatest blessing in your life. Don't give up now. Don't go back and become a slave because you're at the brink of a blessing. He doesn't need your credentials today to figure it out. He doesn't need your money to figure it out. He doesn't need all your reputation to figure it out. He is almighty God. He has all power. He has all the resources. And he can take care of it today. 2 Corinthians 4 and 8. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. I need four guys to help me out. Four guys. Just four guys right here. Come on up. Come on up. I want one on each side of me. One in front of me, behind me, neither side. Aren't these good devils? <laughs> Have you been here before? On every side there's an issue? Okay. If you're here today and you're not going through anything, this message is not for you. I'm talking the rest of the humans around here. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Wait a second, wait a second. Okay. So I have trouble all around me, but I'm not going to be distressed? Why is that? It's because I'm not looking here, 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 here. I'm looking here. And I know the one up there can take care of all this if I will simply trust in him. You came today looking at all your situations and wondering how you're going to make it through. What would happen right now if you just look to almighty God for your answer? I want you to stay at your feet. I'm almost done. She was 28 years old. She had a heart attack. She was too young to have a heart attack. She was working in the church. She was doing her very best. Had a heart attack. She had problems on every side. Then the bills started coming in. Come on. And when there's medical bills, there's like 100 bills just for one visit. Yes. I could preach about that for a little bit. And they started coming in. She told me her testimony that day. She said, I thought I was going to lose everything. Me and my husband, we had worked so hard for the little that we had. Hundreds of thousands of dollars in bills were coming in that they couldn't take care of. She said, I didn't know what to do. So this is what I did. There was a door in the house. I took every bill that I had and I taped it up there. 
It was covered. And then I started to get more bills. Then I started to get collectors calling me. Say, we need your money right now. Just come. I, I, I can only pay so much to all of y'all. That's how we say it in Missouri, all y'all. I, I can only pay so much. And they said, it's not enough. You need to pay or we're going to turn you in and we're going to ruin your credit. And sometimes those phone calls can be hateful. The door was closed. There came a moment when you can only figure it out yourself so much. You can only take that Excel spreadsheet out so many times. You can only dice the dollar so many times. And finally, she realized that she had to stand still and trust in Almighty God. Instead of getting stressed, instead of working your whole family up, stand still. So one day, she went up to the store covered in bills. Her and her husband went up against the door, and they said, in the name of Jesus, I'm calling on you, God, to work a miracle. God, you see, just had heart surgery, and all this is even making it worse. I'm giving this to you. And then she left. It's about a couple days later, she gets a phone call. Oh, yeah, this is the uh, radiologist uh, calling you up. Uh, we just noticed you have an outstanding bill, and uh, we know it's quite a large bill. It's uh, $25,000, but we're going to write it off. <laughs> she went up to the door, and she said, thank you, Jesus. And she threw it away. And she said, in Jesus' name, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. There is power. There's no other name like the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. If you don't remember one more thing, remember this. There's power in the name of Jesus. She had been in the hospital for weeks. The hospital called, uh, uh, Miss Brandy, we, we know uh, we're, we just call, been calling you. The collectors have been calling you too. And, uh, she said, yes, I'm so sorry. I've been trying to make all the payments that I can. And they said, that's not why we're calling today. We, we did take your, your large bill before our board. And uh, we as a committee uh, have decided that we're just going to forgive. We're, we're just going to forgive everything that you owe. Did I mention there's power in the name of Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. And she continued to pray and believe and stand still. And when it was all said and done, she did not pay one more dime to anyone. Every bill came off the door. 
because someone decided I may be at the Red Sea and the army may be behind me, but I'm just at the brink of my blessing. You see, we can talk about the Red Sea parting now because we knew it happened. But what do you think if you were Moses? Uh, this hasn't happened before. What are we supposed to do? I mean, are we supposed to walk on the water, six million of us? Are you going to bring boats from heaven? That would make more sense, wouldn't it? Boats from heaven? I mean, yeah, pontoons actually would be good. Have a barbecue on, <laughs> yeah. The Bible said the impossible happened as the Red Sea parted. And six million went across on dry ground. But then the enemy said, oh, thank you for keeping that water parted. Now it's time for us to come through. And they came all the way through just about the time it looked like they were going to kill them through the miracle. And God said, okay, it's been parted long enough. So God not only stopped them, he killed them all. Did I mention that God does everything right? He's going to deliver you and then kill it. Paul and Silas, what are you doing singing praises to God in that prison cell? What they were saying is we're standing still. Even though we got chains on, we're standing still and trusting in Almighty God. And suddenly there was an earthquake and the chains came off and the doors came open because someone said, I'm going to trust in Almighty God. I want you to close your eyes right now. In the name of Jesus right now. There's someone here who needs to be delivered from Pharaoh's army. God, there's an attack on every side. There's someone here right now who's dealing with the family situation. Someone right now who came here this morning and just needed hope. And you brought me here to give them hope. And to remind them that you are still God and you're still on the throne. Right now, God, I'm not going to try to figure it out on my own. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to step down to this altar. And I'm going to lift my hands up to heaven. And I'm going to stand still and trust in you. So this is what I want you to do. If you're dealing with that situation right now, I want you to step out from where you're at right now. I want you to come to this altar. I want you to lift your hands and surrender to Almighty God and say, I'm going to stand still right now. You're not going to be destroyed. You don't have to be discouraged today. God Almighty is here in our midst and he can work a miracle in your life. Can you just trust him right now? I'm not going to try to figure out in this moment. I don't understand why I'm being attacked by this army, but this is one thing that I know that you are still God and you're still on the throne and I feel you in this place right now. Someone right now, call out to Almighty God. 
your situation. He is saying all things are possible. He is saying I will give you rest. He is saying I love you. He's saying I care for you. He is saying my grace is sufficient for you. In the name of Jesus right now, I'm not going down. I'm not going to be destroyed. I'm just at the brink of the greatest blessing in my life. If I can just hold on right now. Come on, if you can just hold on. In the name of Jesus right now. needs a miracle right now. Call on that name in the name of Jesus. He can do the work right now. 